0: Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of Registered Dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect bad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. Welcome back to the Millennial Nutritionist podcast. It's Isla here, your host and founder and CEO of the Millennial Nutritionist. And I have Jack back today. Um, today, we're going to talk all about protein. We've gotten a lot of questions, and I even did a poll over on Instagram asking, like, what are some future topics that you'll be interested in? And I think most people said protein. So we're going to um, dive into some problems that we see our clients struggle with on protein intake and some tips that we see help clients across the board. But thank you so much for joining us today, Jack.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here again.
0: Yeah, so let's catch up a little bit. Um, Jack has an exciting like life change. Um, he has a new job um, outside of Millennial nutritionist that I think is really going to be interesting to help our current clients as well. So can you tell us like what that transition is like? Where where I guess were you working? Like you can say generally, and like where are yeah. you generally going to work now?
1: Yes, a lot has changed, I guess, over the past month. So um, I know first. My clients know, but for those who don't, I um, have been a dietitian for about four years now, and I've always done most of my work in the inpatient clinical side. So I was working previously with one of the major hospital networks here in Indianapolis, providing medical nutrition therapy to Most patients that get admitted to the hospital doing nutrition support, doing a lot of educations for people with different chronic disease states. And I've loved it. It really, you know, for people that are in need, people who get really sick, it's really, it's just awesome to kind of help walk them through and be there as a part of their team to help make them feel better and help manage these kind of disease states. But COVID was very uh, mentally taxing and draining. I've loved it, but you know, I do know at this point in my career, it's definitely that time to specialize um, in one part of nutrition. So I wanted to keep stay in the clinical sector, so I did just accept a new role as a renal uh, specialized dietitian with Francinius Medical Care. And for those who don't know, they're um, one of the largest um, dialysis providers for people with end stage kidney disease. So I'm gonna be. The pinpoint dietitian for one of their clinics and then i'm also going to be providing relief to another one of their clinics here in Indianapolis so i'll be seeing patients as they're coming in for their dialysis treatment helping them monitor. um, Their fluid and their sodium balance, as well as helping them manage their potassium levels, as well as doing a lot with bone mineral disease so helping people monitor their calcium and phosphorus intake as well too so i'm super excited um it's going to allow a lot more time and just flexibility it's a little bit less hours throughout the week than my last inpatient job but so i'm going to have a little bit more time to dedicate to my uh, clients and have a little bit more flexibility um seeing more clients with tmn too though so um, win-win all around i'm really excited for it
0: cool yeah and i think that a lot of people don't really realize like that dietitians do more than what we do. I think like for weight loss, I think most people, that's really what comes to mind. is just like weight loss, um, which is ironically just like what we do, but I mean, you eat in all phases of life and especially when you're sick, that's when eating can really impact you. So that's why it's important to have dietitians there at different disease states. So Jack will be working with people who have some is- issues with their kidneys and helping them there. Cause kidneys are so important with nutrition, since it kind of like filters out everything, all the nutrients and stuff. How do you feel like learning more or like this job is going to help you, um, bring some, something different to the
1: table for like TNM clients, do you think? Um, It's really just going to provide new experiences and new patient populations to work with. I mean, it's definitely going to be different sectors. I mean, with people with end-stage kidney disease, you know, we may not focus more necessarily on like weight loss or those kind of things. Really, it's maintaining adequate nutritional status to help just maintain their just overall health in general too. So it is gonna, I always like to say that just provides different experiences and allows me to practice working with different people in different scenarios that real people have to face, you know. I probably won't ever talk to any of our clients about kidney disease or anything along those lines or anything in the specific potassium or calcium or all those different kinds of things, but it does allow me to kind of look up new recipes and look be creative with protein sources, get more experience with. Um, using like vegetable sources of protein and implementing those into our diets. is So I think it's really just going to give me more experience um, to keep on practicing to help just better other people too.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I don't know about you, but I know when I worked in clinical and because we would see some like more so if people like weren't taking themselves or like uh, taking care of themselves or like missed dialysis. That's what I would see in the hospital, but I think all that still did help me to just feel like there was still like a need on the prevention end. Cause like once you get to the end that you're probably be at, there's limited, you can do to prevent that, but then it hopefully will give you more passion on the opposite end to kind of help our clients to live a healthier life um, yeah. and see beyond just the weight loss, but also the need to improve health as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was really one of my main reasons for wanting to help this, you know, our, po- our population and our clients to help people earlier on in their lifespan too, you know, to at least to optimize their nutritional status which a lot of time you know you know sometimes the first step is maintaining a good healthy weight and just learning about you know how to fuel their bodies appropriately too cuz you know what we do now may help us out in 20 or 30 years down the road to you know just in preventing the onset of chronic disease states that, you know, are very common you know, in the population. So,
0: yeah, definitely. And just making sure that's why it's so important to lose well health. I mean, lose weight in a healthy way. You can definitely lose weight and be unhealthy, not eat any fruits or vegetables, not eat any like fiber walking, stuff like that. But that's why we care about that so much because we see what happens if you don't take care of yourself in that way. But what about you as like um, this transition? I think a lot of people our age, this is why I like working with millennials um, because All of these different transitions in life that we go to through younger adult years can cause you to, um, have to like restructure your health habits. So like maybe change your gym time or change when you cook your meal. And that can really like throw people off. How are you doing that through this transition or has it just been like super easy for you?
1: <laughs> so my last day and my last job was last Friday and I, my, um, I did take a full week off before I started working just because it has been very stressful. I mean, I was very close with the the clinical team and the dietitians that I worked with and the doctors and the nurse practitioners and the PAs and the, all the nurses. I mean, we were a really good squad and it was very emotional. I mean, saying goodbye to everyone, which led to a lot of stress, you know, but, um, yeah. So just taking some time just to kind of de-stress, relaxing a little bit before I do get started planning ahead. So I've already, I've been thinking about how I'm going to maybe adjust my gym schedule or, you know, time to take clients, but it really shouldn't change too much, at least with the hours that I'm going to be working. I'm still probably going to be waking up at 4 30 every day to go to the gym. Like I, like I have been, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, I enjoy it. So it's one thing that, you know, if it's not fixed, if it's not broke, I won't fix it. And, Yeah, just kind of still planning ahead and at least with my meals and you know meal prepping and doing those kind of things like I have so it hasn't really been too much. Change I guess my hours aren't going like crazy i'm actually going to be having a little bit more personal time, I guess, or even with time to take on clients so it's been easier, I would say, at least, I guess, more than it could be you know.
0: yeah um, I guess you just don't know until you get into it, I feel like I get a lot of clients. If they transition a lot of times, like, I guess like the training week can be longer, but it sounds like it's going to work out for you because mm-hmm. I guess it'll be like less hours for you overall.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, well, I always take every, you know, kind of roll with it. And then if I need to adjust things, I'll kind of take it as it comes to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. So I want to start adding in a new segment about some pop culture situations that are going on. And today we're going to talk about the actor Kumail Nanjiani. Um, he is in the um, Marvel movie Eternals. But he also, I followed him for a while um, through, my husband likes to watch um, Silicon Valley. So I remember when he was at a smaller size then and even in the big sick. So that's the actor that we're kind of talking about. And a recent client brought up that. He was really motivated to work with us because of this actor's transformation but mostly because he came out and said that this would not be possible for him if he didn't have a team of people and know that it's not realistic for everybody to get at his size if he didn't have a team um so if you don't know who he is you could look him up but he went for he didn't really go through weight loss he more so gained a lot of mass um, because he wanted to have this like superhero marvel physique um and i thought he had a lot of interesting um take on it I think it seemed like he had like a good head on his shoulders about it and everything. But I don't know, like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like what he said is true about like it being difficult to achieve that kind of size or I think any health journey if you don't have a team with you?
1: I was actually unaware of this before you sent me this article, but I got to say, I mean, it's impressive. I mean, I didn't really know him as an actor beforehand. Now I'm just kind of seeing pictures. I mean, you could definitely do got jacked like in a very short amount of time, which is. Which is awesome, but he was very humble about it, you know, Um, and he admits, you know, the first thing that he credits a lot of his progress to is seeking professional advice from people, you know, there's no shame in admitting that we don't know how to do something. So then I'm going to seek advice from a professional. So I know he, what he said, he was working with what five different personal trainers and nutritionists. I don't know if he meant dietitians from nutritionists. I hope he did, but (laughs) you never know. So I love that aspect of it. Even when I was during in my dietitian schooling and my dietetic internship, that's when I first saw it. I reached out to a dietitian who was doing health coaching in order to um, lose a little weight. And even, you know, I admitted, you know, even though I'd studied this for five years now, I needed advice from someone else just to kind of implement it into my life and kind of, you know, learn from that process too. So there's absolutely no shame in seeking out professional advice because that's what's going to help, you know, really Make the difference is having professionals kind of working with you and can writing your plan for you, uh, implementing the science behind body recomp and dieting just as a whole, too.
0: Yeah, I think um, I agree. I think. It's important like anytime I think like a celebrity goes through a transformation like this, it is important to, first of all, know that it's kind of their job, like that's what they are doing. That's like kind of their motivation behind it. And there's like an outcome at the end of it that they are like kind of getting compensated mm-hmm. for. But to know that they kind of have the financial means as well to have a team mm-hmm. for people who don't know, like, what does it like look like to have a coach? Because I think there's a lot of people who do think they can do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, And not to say that his like physique if anybody like looks at the picture it's not i don't think that's like the what i'm even talking about but just like in general um like what can a coach provide like what do you think he got out of having a coach
1: you know a good coach is going to thoroughly explain things in a way that you can understand it so you know that what they're doing has meaning behind it you know that's always one thing that i like to really talk about with my clients is this is why we're doing this or this is why the amount of calories is going to work for you or this is why we need to eat this much protein or prioritize our our rest or our physical activity those kind of things so i think that's one of the best characteristics of a good coach is being able to explain things as well as uh you know the accountability factor just to not necessarily get on you when you know maybe things aren't working but to help kind of guide you through so we can make these things work you know i mean everyone's going to have their everyone's going to have different scenarios or situations that are going to be tough and maybe they don't know the answers on how to implement you know these different kind you know the plan based on what's going on in their real life but that's what a coach can kind of help guide you because you know they have the experience with maybe working with other people who have had similar scenarios or just over the their time they just come up with all these tips and tricks. Um, I mean, for a nutrition coach, I mean, come up with recipes or a different kinds of services that could help kind of make things easier for you. It's really one of the uh, really good benefits uh, from a good coach too.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it's just also so you like, don't waste your time. Yeah. Um, like him, especially, I guess, cause he had a deadline for this like movie to film. And I think our clients too, who don't want to like be spending the few hours they have outside of work, like trying to waste time, maybe doing, mm-hmm like eating something that is not going to even going to help um, i feel like that's something too to kind of like pull away from what he said for the layperson but what do you think anything else like we can um link the article because I thought it was really interesting he did say a lot of really interesting stuff too about like even yeah. like how everybody like thought of him change like do you feel like there's anything else like people should take away from this positive or negative
1: he did say his biggest uh challenge was just really just to learn patience And to just trust the process. And that's a good nutrition plan. I mean, you know, things take time. And, you know, when things move slower, that's the more healthier and the sustainable way of achieving the results that you want. So, a big thing is, is trust the process and results don't happen overnight, but I mean, look at this guy. I mean, he, this happened in a year. I mean, a lot can change in a year, too. You know, if you're on, you know, if you follow consistently, you, depending on what the goal is and what phase that we're in as well, a total body recomp can be possible, but we also do want to recognize, too, that at the very end of his, I, I read through his Instagram post where he thanked everyone. You know, he said that he's been training for six years or weight training for six years, even before he started this diet, too. So, you know, he had a very solid foundation of muscle mass already on his body from that six year time period of training. You know, I don't know how many days he was training, but I um, mean, he was working with a trainer that helped him throughout that time span. So, I mean, so he had, muscle mass underneath that um, subcutaneous or the outer fat layer and really what what he did here was he ate in a moderate calorie deficit to help um, induce weight loss he ate a high protein diet because he's gonna maintain all that muscle mass and he really just lost the fat tissue that was surrounding his muscles and for some people you know that won't be the most realistic result you know um we got to recognize he's been training for six years for someone who's you know saying that okay maybe this i'm this is going to be the first time in my life where i'm you know going to start resistance training you know we can't expect a full body recomp you know maybe to this kind of level but you know that's just saying that we should acknowledge what phase that we're in you know maybe we should take some time to build muscle mass especially if we're first getting started so we do have that solid base foundation um, so say when we do pursue that fat loss phase um, in our health journey, we're gonna have thats those sculpted and exposed muscle tissues um, once we uh, start feeding off some of that fat t- that uh, fat tissue as well. And I, I really just love how he really contributed um, the success to really working with professionals. I mean, he had the the most motivation anyone could ever have. I mean, shooting a a Marvel film, and you know, I mean, his studio paid for you know, his private gym studio for his trainers. And it sounded like he also was using a catering service um, to do all of his meals. So he had a lot of resources that helped him along this journey, but even he was saying just, he did also acknowledge just how tough it was, you know, so, you know, for people who are working 40 hours a week or taking care of kids or, I mean, even just doing lawn work and doing stuff around the house. I mean, there's only things are definitely challenging. It's not an easy process. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think, I think um, I feel like what, what I kind of hear you saying is like that um, first of all, it takes time. I mean, he, I don't think any of our clients really have a goal to look like him. He's like super, I mean, he looks like a Marvel superhero, but I think like on a, on a like smaller scale, just to understand like to implement health changes, like knowing that it takes time, knowing that he did have a baseline of a couple of years of kind of even like, who knows if that was successful at least he was like playing around with the idea of like figuring out like form or figuring out like what to eat or getting that like Mm -hmm. baseline there. So knowing that within three months, like it's hard to, you know, look like that or achieve a lot of like things, but we can lay the groundwork together. And then also looking for others for help. Not like, Mm -hmm. I don't hear him really saying a lot about like products more about like just getting expertise advice more than that.
1: Yeah, I didn't think I even there was nothing about like a special supplement or a special smoothie that he drank. I mean, it's just, you know, working with professionals who are going to implement, I mean, exercise science, nutrition Mm -hmm. science um, and really just guide him along the way. I, I thought it was funny, too. I mean, in the quote where he said he thanked his wife for always complaining and talking about only working, working out and dieting for a year and that he promises he'll be interesting again. So I hope, I hope that they allowed him some flexibility and Mm -hmm. kind of showed him, you know, how to implement different types of foods. I imagine being an actor, even a famous actor at that point, I mean, there's going to be more social events and different, those kind of things where, I mean, if we're watching calories, you know, things could definitely add up. The more mm-hmm. consistent we do them but um i hope as nutritionists we're helping them be very flexible to still realize that you know we can still be interesting during dieting and <laughs> you know we could still incorporate those kind of things too you know just for even long-term success because you know it would be cool to kind of see you know, after, well, this movie came out in 2021, I think. So I wonder where he is now or even where's he going to be in a couple of years, you know? I don't know if Um, he's still
0: filming the other show. I don't know when the second one is going to come out, Eternals 2, like the second one. Um, But yeah, we'll have to see if he keeps it up because it's so different than how he used to look, like I'm sure his lifestyle had to change. Yeah. Do you love our realistic approach on nutrition, but want to dive a little bit deeper? Let me tell you about the Millennial Living Membership Program. This was designed to help you stay motivated and inspired no matter what health journey you're on. We develop monthly nutrition and fitness challenges with prizes you can win if you stick with it to help motivate you through every month. To inspire you, we upload weekly recipes with downloadable food lists, monthly food demos, and we can even have a registered dietitian answer your questions on nutrition and weight loss. Our members form a community with other like-minded people to help support each other on their health journey. If you are seeking a way to stay motivated throughout your health journey with our method in mind, try signing up for the Millennial Living Membership Program for the first two weeks free by signing up on our website at themillennialnutritionist.com. So, we're not going to cover like a um, this is exactly what protein does, or this is like what your macros should be and stuff like that, because that is what we cover in our um, one to one sessions. So since it needs to be individualized material, and we do have a whole module on that. So, if you're a current client, you can kind of brush up on that, or that's a benefit that you get from working with us. But we're going to give you some tips today. So, um, We'll go back and forth on what our kind of like top three tips are for getting more protein in, but why don't you take the first one and then I'll say my first one. So like, what's your first tip for how clients can get more protein in, or how people in general can just like get more protein in?
1: My first tip is, um, you know, when we think about and we break up our meals or our snacks throughout the day is to always prioritize balance with your meals and to implement a protein source at each of those two. So when I say balance, I mean different, you know, we talk a lot about the the three macronutrients, our proteins, our carbohydrates, and our fats. So um, we want a balanced plate with each of those uh, macronutrients um, at most at our meals and our snacks, because eating on a higher protein diet, it's going to be more challenging to um, say I'm only going to have protein at dinner meal, but oh man, my protein goal is set at 120 grams of protein. So that's always my first, you know, when I'm, when I'm working with a client um, and we're looking at what their normal eating structure, say when I'm reviewing their journal, um, that's always the first thing I'm looking at is, okay, I'm going to break it up into their meals throughout the day where's our protein source and where's our balance or how maybe we could work together to you know their breakfast includes this you know how about this type of protein source is going to add right into that dish. um, To be a nice complement to that meal too so definitely just having a a staple at each of your meals and snacks is always a good tip I like to share.
0: yeah I think that. My tip that kind of goes along with that is don't skip meals. So I feel like when I have clients that don't meet their protein goals, I feel like only like 50% of my clients, like don't meet their protein. Sometimes I'm surprised that people come in and they are eating good protein amounts, but the ones that I find that don't meet it, are just like skipping a meal or, Mm -hmm. um, like not eating breakfast or not eating lunch. And if they were just like to eat a meal that they would, they would be successful with it. So I think like, yeah, planning before, like scheduling it in, even like packing a lunch. If you're somebody who, um, goes to work and often skips it or even like packing lunch for yourself Mm -hmm. at home um, or like packing it like in the morning for yourself to eat. Some of my clients, because I feel like a lot of people now are doing like flex schedules where they go in two days a week and they work at home and they end up doing better on the days where they work in the office because they're forced to have a structure, but then they work at home, it gets pushed. So some of my clients implemented just like going ahead and packing that lunch in the morning for themselves for the day. Um, So I feel like that kind of goes along with what you're saying too. Have you had a client, like what have you had to do to like improve, let's say like um, a lunch, like mm-hmm. how how would you improve a lunch to add more protein? Like what's a meal idea or something?
1: So I just had a client that um, was doing like a Caesar salad for lunch every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the quickest, easiest things was how about we add chicken to that sam- that salad, you know, we have a, we opt to get the chicken Caesar salad versus just having the lettuce, the dressing, the croutons and the cheese, or um, the little bit of cheese that came on it. Um, so it was just something very quick and simple, just like that was a more of a recent example. For another example, for a client, you know, kind of on the same lines where we weren't, we just weren't eating, say, maybe um, enough throughout the day. So we implemented a snack maybe throughout the mid afternoon that was a Greek yogurt and an apple or whatever. Fruit was on uh, sale that week at the grocery store. So, one week, I mean, you know, during the winter time, it was oranges or then it was apples and then or it was berries or something. So, um, something very quick and simple and easy, just like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think mean, that's good. I think a lot of people don't realize that like it can be as easy as that um, to mm-hmm. make it like fit in normally or it doesn't yeah. even have to work. Sometimes clients, I feel like. That I get get stressed out about it working like if it's an Italian meal it needs to be like an Italian protein or if it's mm-hmm. like a Mexican meal it needs to be like I'm like no you can have yeah. dessert that's yogurt like it doesn't have to go together yeah. <laughs>
1: um
0: what is another tip that you have
1: another good tip is I always uh, promote uh, really what you just said is use a variety of protein sources mm-hmm. and don't get burnt out um meat is not the only protein source we don't have to eat chicken every day for every single meal because you will get so bored and very burnt out very quick so you know using dairy foods so um like how i mentioned greek yogurt or even milk or cheese um, you could also use things like eggs um, or even meat alternatives so like tofu or tempeh or seton and like veggie burgers or the textured vegetable protein i mean very you know variety and protein comes in a lot of different um, kind of sources. I mean, you could even look at more vegetarian and vegan types of protein. So nuts, seeds, legumes. Um, I just, I mean, I was just at the grocery store and you know, with how expensive meat has been getting, I got a bag uh, of lentils and a bag of green split peas for a dollar you know, that provides what 12, 13 grams of protein per serving. And I'm, you know, if I use that as part of my um, carbohydrate source with that meal, I'm also going to get a lot of good protein that, you know, that keeps things fresh too. So I think those are (laughs) underappreciated, you know, they deserve, they deserve a lot more respect because they all taste, you know, they taste really good too. Um, You know, a lot of different ways to make these kind of foods and we shouldn't be intimidated or feel like it's, we're not, part of the cultural norm, uh, for, you know, using more plant-based or vegan sources of pro- or just alternative sources of protein other than, you know, I got to eat chicken with every single meal.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think too, people for like, I like to tell clients that like beans are great because we can kind of count it as a vegetable as well. So mm-hmm. if you're like, slow like low on time and you don't want to prepare a vegetable and a protein just do beans and that counts mm-hmm. as both they also have good carbs they have fiber they have tons mm-hmm. of vitamins and minerals I sometimes argue that I feel like they're like the healthiest food out there because I have so many <laughs> things all in one so even yeah. though I think some people get afraid that's higher in calories but it really can count as different food groups all in one so that's why we it's okay to it that it's higher in calories I think yeah. a lot of people Forget about all those options. Um, I was going to say that too. So my like next tip was um, just like, be aware of what protein sources are. So when I have clients that don't do well with protein, it seems like they just like, don't know what protein is. Like, of course we mm-hmm. eat chicken or beef or pork, but I think a lot of people forget um, about like fish. I have so many people that like, forget about because I'm, yeah. like, I'm so tired of eating chicken. I'm like, there are so many types of fish out there. Like it's not yeah. just salmon and tilapia. What are your, do you have like a couple of favorite fish? Cause you like to grill yeah. fish, right?
1: I use a cast iron a lot. I am, okay. I'm gonna be getting, I mean, now that it's warm outside again, I do wanna get back out in grilling, mm. but I love to cook with a cast iron skillet over my stove. So I I've been using a lot of shellfish lately. I've been doing okay. a lot of like seared um, scallops and seared um, shrimp, making those, you know, shrimp and pasta dishes or scallop mm-hmm. and pasta dishes. Um, and yeah, it's really good variety. I mean, it's, you know, something is going sale there different weeks. And that's kind of just how I uh, structure it too. It's like, oh, it's going to give me another excuse to use, try new ingredient. It's going to let me not get bored. But yeah, fish is another great underappreciated, I mean, salmon's awesome. I mean, all the good Mm -hmm. heart, healthy fats and all the brain healthy fats that um, are found in salmon, but yeah, even like cod or pollock, I mean, Mm -hmm. very lean sources of protein that still absorb a lot of uh, flavor when you cook them Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, add diversity to your diet.
0: Cod is great. I think that's great for even like sometimes I'll do like fish and chips um, yeah. and that's fine or doing um, just like roasted tilapia, flounder. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm from, maybe I'm like from the coast. I'm like more aware um, of all the different fish, but even like if we have any clients from like the Southeast, like crawfish mm-hmm. um, or yeah, I think we're coming out of oyster season, like oysters or um, prawns. Yeah. And, I'm always trying to get clients to think more about fish because it's a generally lower calorie protein compared Mm -hmm. to like if you get burnout and need to do like pork or beef and stuff. Um, Nuts is another one. So I tend to steer clients away from like having that be their protein source at a meal. But like if we're looking at a snack, it can give Mm -hmm. us a little bit of um, boost, especially if you're somebody that feels like you don't eat enough. Nuts have really a lot of fat and a good amount of protein compared to like crackers or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And cottage cheese. I find that people completely forget about cottage cheese as well. So being aware, because I've had a lot of clients think that like avocado or mushrooms are a source of protein, I think because of like how it's marketed now. So Mm -hmm. I think being aware, like, do you have like any other sources of protein that like clients are always like blown, like blow their mind that it's so high in protein or something?
1: like the grains, I mean, like yeah. the quinoa, the farro, you know, if we just replace the one cup of rice that we're having with a cup of quinoa, I mean, mm-hmm. what we could get, I don't, I think it's like eight or 12 grams of protein per, yeah. you know, per cup. So I guess those have been the biggest ones that I've found, um, at least with clients so far, because they can't even really, you know, tell the difference, I guess, when they're eating it. Say if mm-hmm. they prepare it, it's very similar kind of texture and taste. And it's like, wow, this has, this has this much protein in it. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Clients are always one way to too. whole grain bread, especially like mm-hmm. I've been on like a Dave's Killer bread kick, and there's like eight grams of protein yeah. in the slice. And so it can be good if you don't like having um, like eggs at breakfast and like doing that with something like dairy or some other dairy can be a good, well rounded yeah. breakfast.
1: I've actually um, had some clients, and I I mean, I've been kind of picked up on the train on it too. Is I've been using like plain two percent Greek yogurt, and I've been making like a tzatziki dip with it, and I'll have it with some cut up cucumbers and carrots, just as a way for myself to get more vegetables in. But I'm, you know, going to be getting fifteen grams of protein, um, only about a hundred calories with the two percent milk fat Greek yogurt, and it works amazing. I mean, just another creative idea. Just substitute you know, those things from the sour cream, I mean, you're going to get 15 grams of protein just with that easy substitution. And I can't tell the difference. And I think it. I, I, I've been loving it so far.
0: Yeah. So I think just like being aware of like what protein sources actually are. So there's a lot of great lists online. Like we, of course, teach it in our program, but just like being aware um, can really help. And then let's see, I think that was my tip. Do you have a third tip?
1: I was going to say and a last tip that I like to use is just don't be afraid or intimidated by using protein supplements either. Sometimes I feel people get intimidated just by the logos and what everyone says online about fancy protein supplements, but a whey protein supplement just mixed with a little bit of milk or even like a pre-made like a premier protein shake or a quest protein bar um, there's nothing intimidating about it. a lot of them taste pretty good and a lot of them come they're very handy when we do want to reach our protein goal in order to see um, get the results that we are looking for or at least to nourish in our body um, in a set Way um, to get the results that we're looking for, too. So, you know, I mean, I talk a lot about appropriate supplements with my clients, too. You know, what are going to be good ones versus ones that are just marketing gimmicks, or, you know, uh, which ones have no scientific evidence to support them at all, too. So, a good and registered dietitian could help guide you onto good protein supplements, but um, it shouldn't be scary you know, and they should be not looked at like, oh, that's going to make me bulky or do any of those kind of things. Um, that's yeah. what people get with them.
0: Yeah. I had a client recently and she thought that she said that she thought that eating protein shakes or supplements helped you gain weight, which mm-hmm. I can understand why people think that. And she was talking to her, I think it was like her nephew who's studying, studying like sports uh, nutrition or science or something. And he was uh-huh. like, no, he's like if everybody got bulky from having a protein shake like we probably wouldn't have this problem in the world right. <laughs> people can't gain weight or people can't get like bulky so she's like that really put it into perspective for me yeah um so yeah i think not being afraid water do you have like a favorite like a favorite bar powder and Because that's like always i'm getting asked by clients
1: i really love the premiere and the quest like protein powder mm-hmm. i mean to be honest, I shop at Aldi, and I normally just buy their generic whey protein powder because it's pretty much if it's a whey protein powder that's third-party tested, um, it's all gonna pretty much be the exact same thing, and it's gonna it's gonna help us achieve the exact same goals from it. So, I also like I'll go to Walmart and just get the like the Equate brand 30 gram oh. protein protein shakes. So kind of like the generic Premier as well um I'm a little frugal so um those are typically ones that I use I think I really like premier and quest um I think they taste really good I also like ghost uh protein supplements I think their flavors like the nut or butter and the the, uh the chips ahoy ones are really good Mm -hmm. um And I, I mean, I like uh, how like Quest Nutrition is using like, I mean, they're making like tortilla chips and doing some kind of fancy just to kind of give you a a little bit of variety, you know. So, um, or what? God, I don't know. What are the cookies like? There's like
0: yeah, the ones with the two guys on them. Yeah.
1: I like those too. I don't know the name of it, but um, I think those taste really good as well too, but I'm not really too fancy. I always check the label and make sure that it's a whey protein isolate. I like to get something that's at least 20 grams of protein just based on my personal protein goals. I have a higher protein intake, so um, I know that I want a higher protein supplement Um, that's kind of more lowering calories just because when I'm balancing calories and protein, um, I'm using it as to help me get my protein intake, not really help me get my calorie intake. So but if anyone uh you know any of my clients, some um, we always talk about different protein supplements if I uh if we're using or if they're interested in using them. So I always give them good recommendations too.
0: Yeah, because I find that sometimes all uh, people that like are afraid to use the supplements or sometimes they already have some and so we're having to evaluate like if it's good. And I find that sometimes the fancy ones like like really high in calories and not as like high in protein so mm-hmm. we're kind of having to talk about it. and i sometimes find the affordable ones are more like better for the calories versus macros right um because i also like i like the quest bars that's normally what i recommend and i love the premier protein i didn't even know you could actually find them at the dollar store and my clients found it at the dollar store oh, wow
1: yeah So <laughs> that's awesome
0: super, yeah super affordable and they have so many different kinds um but i like for people who can't tolerate dairy own yeah. um is my go-to And then I'm not a protein powder person, so I never have a good one. I really like egg white protein powder the best though. I find it has like no aftertaste. Didn't you say you like that one before?
1: Yeah, I've used it. It's been a couple of years since I have tried some, but yeah, it it mixed really well. It didn't really, I mean, didn't leave like any kind of like bad aftertaste in my mouth or anything. And yeah, um, very high bioavailable protein, very good quality protein too. Um, I really like the Evolve shakes um, for people who are more on a plant-based or say they can't tolerate uh, dairy products um, because you do get a good amount of fiber in there as well too. So it can help you stay full as well too. So I'm sure we could have probably a whole podcast just (laughs) on supplements. (laughs) I know.
0: So I was going to say my clients also like the Kodiak. That was my last like point. Do your clients like that or not really the Kodiak stuff?
1: I don't think I've had a client actually use those. Personally, I love them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I don't eat them every single day, but um, when I have a sweet tooth and I want to have a giant protein pancake that I top with vanilla Greek yogurt after my workouts, um, sometimes I'll get in those kicks. When I was in prep that one one year, I, I ate those probably every Oh, wow. Uh, After every workout, just because I had such a sweet tooth during that Mm -hmm. time. (laughs) A lot
0: of my clients like using them for breakfast, the ones that like don't like eggs. And so that's not Mm -hmm. like the recommendation. But I think my like last tip was to just eat larger portions of what you're already doing. I think a lot of people make it like super complicated. I know a lot of the people that um, follow us and our, our clients are just really busy. So I'm always having to think of like, okay, what's like the shortest amount of time people can spend. And I think a lot of people forget, like if you're doing three ounces of chicken, just go ahead and add two more ounces, like in Mm -hmm. that. You know, it doesn't have to be this like complicated thing where you're making a protein shake and then you're right. also like doing this like intricate like a frittata for breakfast. Like and it can literally just be like look at what you're already doing and can you like double it to the maximum amount that you can like absorb at that time? Right. Um, if that's within your control of adding more like deli meat onto a salad or more chicken when you're making something or if you got to eat. And I think that people really forget about that too. Do you ever have client like has that ever come up with any of your clients or not really?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, say if kind of similar to you, it's like, oh, you know, I see you're only eating two ounces of protein, it would be better if maybe we had four ounces, you know, say if, you know, yeah, for a salad example, say if someone's putting like a high fat cheese or something is really kind of just more like into their salads, like, okay, let's cut the, the cheese portion in half. And let's add just a you know, maybe, uh, two more ounces of our leaner protein variety, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to equal, we're going to offset the calories from the cheese with the calories from the, you know, maybe if it was chicken or whatever that they were having at that salad, but you're going to, it's going to equal out and you're going to get more protein and we're going to be more on track with our protein goals. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've had clients too that, um, like, we'll only do like half of a protein powder scoop or something for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I think some people are so afraid to make smoothies like too high <laughs> calorie because it's what they've heard for so long. Yeah. So it's like, just go ahead and add another scoop. Like, if it's not gonna bring you to like 50 grams of protein or something, like, you <laughs> know, bring it up to 30 grams. You don't have to. And they're like, oh, yeah. I didn't even, even think about that. Um, and so, just like to save time on yourself, it doesn't have to be like this super complicated thing. But what is like we can kind of end with like what is maybe like the top thing that you see clients struggle with that like other people might be struggling with? and then, like what is the solution to you you feel like to that struggle when it comes to protein?
1: yeah, so i got I got two, and I'll be really quick with this. Okay. so number number one is some people don't know how to cook them cook the protein sources. So I mean, we've implemented you know very um you know, easier cooking methods that don't require a lot of time. So using something like an instant pot or a slow cooker. Um just throwing a couple things in there, let it do its thing, and then you got prepared meat that you could add to salads or, you know, make tacos with it or um even use it in soups or different other kind of recipes um without worrying about am I cooking it to the appropriate temperature and is it gonna you know, is it going to be insanely tough? Or is it going to be nice, juicy and tender? So I think I get that often. And I, you know, I love cooking. So and I used to work as a cook before I became a dietitian. So I love implementing and talking about cooking with uh, my clients too, um, at least to make things easiest for them. The second one is, you know, I always hear like, that's so much protein, or I can't, I have no idea how I'm going to get that amount of protein. So it kind of just goes off kind of what you were saying with you know whether that's just increasing what we're currently doing maybe just kind of looking at the portion size for that protein type of food and simply just eating a little bit more of it at that time, spreading things out evenly throughout the day, maybe adding a snack, you know, a protein snack in in order to help getting our intake up or using something like a supplement, um, as well as even just being creative. So I know I had a client that um, instead of putting vanilla coffee creamer in her coffee, we opted for a premier vanilla protein shake in her coffee, you know. still gives us the same benefit, um, but it's going to help increase our protein intake and even kind of uh, make it seem not as scary that, oh, I got to drink this protein chicken. And really, it's like, oh, I'm just drinking my morning coffee. <laughs> so yeah. that's what that's what I hear. Do you, What do you, hear, uh, what do you yeah. hear from your clients?
0: I feel like um, one of the biggest things is like not thinking about what they're eating. So, I mean, I feel like that's just the theme of like overall what I've seen every client go through is like, we're just not really aware of what we're even mm. putting into our bodies. Just not even understanding that your protein isn't on your plate like thinking about what you're eating, whether you're, I think recently I was having a client and every day she was having like cereal for lunch. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, like let's really think about like what even is in there. And she, she wasn't even thinking, I was like, you can easily just swap the almond milk out for regular milk or a higher Mm -hmm. protein milk, or we could even swap that out for a higher protein cereal. If like, that's really what you want to eat. Or can we swap that out for adding in just like something totally different? And she didn't even like realize that she wasn't eating enough protein because she just wasn't thinking throughout the day. I mean, she's a busy Mm -hmm. mom who works. So I totally get it. But I think just like sitting down and maybe just like tracking for even like a week or even like a day, or just asking yourself, like, do you have a protein storage with each meal? Um, can be like a super simple, like tip that doesn't take a lot of time, but just like sitting and thinking about it before Mm -hmm. is what I kind of see. Do you ever see that with clients or is everybody already like hyper aware? (laughs)
1: No, definitely. Yeah, that's, I've had that conversation plenty of times like, okay, this is what the plan is what's going to help us get there. And Mm -hmm. now look at what your normal routine intake is and you know yeah we could see that we definitely are not consuming sufficient amounts of protein in order to based on what our uh, goals are Um, so yeah it's just always a conversation then you know just brainstorming and working with people and working with the things that they like and the things that they're able to do in order you know to create a plan with them Mm -hmm. to help get them there
0: yeah yeah um because I see this when like we, when I bring clients out of tracking, so we do have clients track, but our ultimate goal is to get them to be able to eat without tracking forever by teaching Mm -hmm. them through the tracking. And so if I have a client that struggle with protein before and their protein starts to slip after when we start implementing my plate, it seems like they just aren't aware anymore. So it's like, okay, we got to think of some way for you to be aware without having to track forever. So Mm -hmm. if you're like against tracking or you don't want to track, like what some people I think that I have do is just like literally make a meal plan for yourself at the beginning of every week. It doesn't have to be strict, but it's like, Like, Mm -hmm. okay, what am I having for lunch? I'm going to have a salad, a Caesar salad with chicken, or I'm going to have a smoothie with protein for breakfast. So you're at least like aware and you're not having to like be tied to the tracker. Um, It's just what I see when people are eating a little bit more on their own. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those were some great tips. Hopefully, hopefully um, everybody found that really helpful when it comes to protein. I feel like we had a lot of good stuff in there, Um, but make sure to subscribe to our podcast. I don't plug that enough and follow us on all of our social channels, TikTok, Instagram, we post some different stuff on those things. We have like blog posts constantly coming out. So make sure to join the email list, but for sure, make sure, sure to subscribe to our podcast. But um, thank you so much for joining us, Jack.
1: Yeah. Ella, thanks for having me. Um, always a pleasure. Always so much fun doing these. So
0: thank you so much for listening to the millennial nutritionist podcast for daily weight loss tips and nutrition information. You can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.